Hello and welcome to the Peanut Gallery Podcast, episode five. We're yeah. in here. Today is going to be our fifth episode. Tegan's a little bit nervous because we're going to tap into some heavy subjects today. Yeah. Today is our big, 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 fo- big focus on me today. So I, yeah. I'm a little nervous, but yep. Um, the subject we're covering today um, is very personal to me, and. I have not talked about it in a really long time, let alone publicly at like all ever. No. Um, so this is going to be kind of exciting, a little scary, but it's a big one. It's a big one. You guys have been asking for it and begging for it for like a long time. So, so Tegan, I've explained this on my TikTok quite a bit. Tegan had a boyfriend that committed a very heinous crime. And um, I went into depth about it in my TikTok story times. You can see my playlist from my point of view. However, I did mention that my best friend dated said guy who committed heinous, the heinous murder that he committed. Best friend here. And (laughs) I'm going to be interviewing her today on her experience, having gone through that, what it was like, um, what happened fully. And we're going to get into the depth of it. Mm -hmm. How are you Um, feeling? Are you prepared? I'm prepared. I haven't talked about it in a little while. I do have notes. So if you guys see me like i'm just looking at notes like not reading the case file <laughs> i'm telling the truth um literally someone also, thought it was gypsy rose also um if you guys do want like more information like actual like case details there is an episode about this on oxygen on snapped yeah so i'm pretty dead ass this really happened and i'm here to tell my story yeah. So, yeah, I guess let's get into it. So when I met Tegan, she was dating um, someone. Should we give him an alias, do you think? No, I don't care. I feel like there's already a Snapped episode. So So it's it's like like, it's already out there. Um, It's part of my life. I'm not I'm not ashamed of it. I mean, it's crazy, but it's like it happens. So I don't know. I feel like might as well be authentic about it. Um, But what were you going to say? His name was Moquam, um, and he had a best friend named Devante. And I won't, I guess I won't give away their last names, just in case. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's kind of not necessary. Um, And Moquam was this kid I had met, actually, when I was 12. I think I met him. We lived in the same complex. He was always really funny and sweet. Like, he was always a really nice kid. And because I had just moved to the area, I had no friends. So I started hanging out with McQuam and his friends. And then our friend Kaylee actually started coming over and we'd all hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, she, weirdly enough, she's like my neighbor now. <laughs> I know. But, um, That's funny. We met him through that. And then when I met Tegan, she had just kind of, I don't know if you had started dating him or not, or if you were just getting into him. So I'm trying to think. Basically, Quam and I met in ninth grade. Um, when I think we mentioned this before, like how like our two middle schools would come together into like only a ninth grade academy. And um, so we met there um, through. Sorry, it's like, ooh, it's like <laughs> I haven't talked about this in so long. Um, but our friend Jarrett that we always bring up, um, me and him have when we have him on the podcast. I'll get into how I met him. But basically, I was staying at his house like all the time. Like I basically lived there my ninth grade year. But so did Quam. So um, I think just exposure and being around each other, yeah. like we ended up liking each other. Um, he asked me out like five times. And I said no. Um, and then I finally said yes. Should have just went my gut and how on long that did, one. <laughs> how long did you guys date for? I feel like I remember being we like We dated five for years. like three and a half years. I remember being like five. Hmm. It was like three and a half. It felt, when you're younger, it feels like. Well, it's like because that. it was like 10th, 11th, and yeah. 12th grade. So I guess so then like halfway or our our i think we started dating in july so 
July, like fresh out of ninth grade. Yeah. That's when it must have been. So, yeah. Well, I I basically just remember Maquam being like a very sweet kid. I don't remember oh, yeah. him ever. And I remember always feeling like we would hang out us three, like me, Quam and Tegan would all hang out. Mm-hmm. And I remember him always being very like sensitive and empathetic to certain things that you wouldn't assume like someone who's capable of what he did would be empathetic towards. Yeah. Um, me. Yeah. I. Well, when it happened, I was obviously shocked. Like, yeah. What the, f- <laughs> what the hell? Like, you feel like you know somebody better than anybody when you date them, especially that young. Um, so it just felt like, how did, how did you have that side of you that I didn't know about? Because he was yeah. never ever mean to me, ever. Never raised his voice. Never cussed me out. Like it really yeah. wasn't a toxic relationship that we no. were in. Honestly, I mean, it wouldn't have been the right thing for me. But if he didn't, you know, get arrested or you know do what he did or go to jail or any of that we'd probably still be together just off the strength of being comfortable yeah um but i'm so happy i'm happy we're not like <laughs> his life was really kind of going nowhere um he just didn't really have hustle, hustle. He, uh, he didn't have a hustle in him so my life would be kind of nowhere as were well were there any like do you feel looking back that there were any red flags that you could have kind of pointed out sooner that you overlooked because of your relationship that could have indicated that he could do something that he like what he did so okay i feel like we should kind of Pro- we should preface what so give me the rundown let me, let on me what preface he did. right yeah. let me preface what happened so i should probably give like some of the case details or whatever i did write them down because i did want them to be you know as accurate as possible i don't want to just sit up here and lie <laughs> <laughs> just go off of what i like remember so um the actual crime, so this was our senior year. Mm-hmm. The actual crime happened, um, I believe, February 1st, 2017. Mm-hmm. Mind you, his birthday is like January 31st or January 30th or something like that. I really don't remember now. So like literally <laughs> a day or two after his birthday, keep in mind, this all went down. Yeah. Mind you, all of this had been, they had been conspiring to do this for like, I believe, a few weeks before this actually happened. But, um... So, oh, we got to, sorry, we have to introduce all the characters. Right, 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 right. So, so okay, there's Malquam, who was my ex-boyfriend. Devante is Malquam's best friend. Who we were close with as well. The other two people involved are Knowledge and Jasmine, and they date. But Knowledge is Devante's brother. Right, so Malquam's so just Malquam in because of Devante, friendship. Ma, yeah, Malquam and Devante, best friends. Devante and Knowledge, brothers. Knowledge and Jasmine, dating. And then, and then Jasmine's mother it. is the one. And Jasmine's mom is the victim that we're talking about today. Her name was Julie Martin. Rest her soul. Um, and if you guys I'm want sorry. detailed information on this case, you guys can literally search it up. It's on yeah, Oxygen. Yeah, like I said, you guys can search it up. But I'm going to just go over the things I feel like you guys need to know to understand what happened, mm-hmm. basically. Um, so this was February. And um, she lived in a county i'm just gonna say a county upstate new york if you want to look into it you can i don't want to like dox us really we're like so. a, allegedly she, like, <laughs> <laughs> she might have but um and i don't want to dance a, around this too much because i know that there are it some, is very serious yeah it's serious but, and we're trying to be respectful of certain families we're also trying to be respectful of like the law like not get ourselves in trouble but i do i want us to be able to be really raw about it and so yeah. that's our plan today it's kind of i feel like after i talk about it i'm gonna be like thank god I did yeah that. i'm glad i did yeah so um now that you guys know all the characters um 
Jasmine's mom, Julie, lived in a trailer park. And their plan basically was Jasmine and Knowledge were going to drop off Malquam and Devante in the trailer park, have them go into this lady's house. Because I guess she was really, really liked in the neighborhood. In the community, I read. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she wasn't the type of person who was keeping her door locked. Like, she was the type of person who was going to help you if you need it, from what I heard. Um, My so, mom had a friend that was actually really, really, really close with her. That's, see? I didn't even know that. She but, was so close to home. Like, it was like. Yeah, it's really insane. But, um, yeah, and she lived alone. So they were going to hide in her closet and wait for her to come home and then um, for the insurance attack money. her. Yeah, for the insurance money. That was all that it was for. So basically, the motive behind it was knowledge and jasmine had a really like tumultuous relationship it was very very toxic like everybody was really scared of knowledge and even julie had went on to say to one of her friends that if something ever happened to her the knowledge did it mm-hmm. so that's crazy they that had she planned yeah see that. so they had planned basically <clears throat> they were gonna you know attack her and kill her and um basically it was gonna be they were gonna split it 70 30 because it was a hundred thousand dollar um policy which can we get into that is not enough money for, but listen like, it gets worse to because be crazy. right it gets worse because they did they were gonna do 70 30 but then the 30 had to be split between Quam and Devante, so they were only gonna get 15 each so like not that you should kill people for money but if i'm killing somebody for money i'm getting more than 15 fucking grand yeah are you kidding insane. me you scumbags that's like insane. you're literally scummy for that, that like as fuck that's w- that's less than a year's worth of work at a minimum wage job well right so basically um, what ended up happening is after they killed her Quam um, um, went through and stole her credit cards and they obviously left the house and i think they must have been i don't know remember exactly but they must have been taken somewhere else and then Jasmine went back to the house and, quote unquote, discovered her mom mm. and, and was police. calling the police, crying. My mom's dead. I don't know what happened. Da, 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 da. Which is sadistic. Yeah. Sorry. They have it written down. Um, I've gone over the case file a little bit as well. But I, I remember it also because I think when th- something traumatizing happens to me, it's like clicked in my brain for a while. Yeah. But um, for me, I kind of push it out. So mm-hmm. right now I'm kind of like recollecting as I tell the yes. story. I'm sorry if I'm not telling it like fast enough. But he, I just um, like I'm really trying to like remember everything I can. The rumors <laughs> were at first um, Devante didn't want to do it. Maquan was really sad on getting this money. Devante hid in the closet and was crying and didn't want to do it. And then Maquan Which was is like, true. bro, just do it. And I, I've heard that that's confirmed several times. Uh. And that Maquan, and this is written in the report and on the show, was the one to finally actually suffocate her with the pillow and asphyxiate her kind of like just and kill her. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what's scary about that is that it is such a hand on crime. Oh, yeah, that freaks me out badly. Like, to imagine that you slept next to him, how does, like, that make you feel? Well, I think the craziest part, too, is, like, she, the lady, when she was around my mom's age, and Quam was coming over to my house every weekend, I know he would have never hurt my mom. Like, I'm not trying to say, like, oh, my God, but what if it it was my mom? Like, I never know. You know what I mean? And it's just so, like, it's just so heartbreaking, and it's even worse. Like, imagine being betrayed by your kid. Yeah. Like your child. And they had a really, really good relationship before knowledge. I, I heard they were really, really close. Like, and everything. She always so, was like, my baby this, my baby that. And right. Talking so, highly of her is what I've heard. Yeah. So where they conspired to do all this was in Devontae and Knowledge's grandma's basement. Wow. So 
once the crime happened, um, I, I don't know if it was right away, but Devontae's grandmother called the police and was like, I, I heard them talking about it. Like I, I literally heard them. And um, shout out her. Which because, good on her. Yeah, good on her. Yeah, to... good on her for real. Especially with, as I've heard how, like, scary and crazy knowledge is. I've heard that from people who knew him. And just, He like, looks scary. Yeah, for he sure. He literally looks scary. And when I saw the pictures, the mug shots, first of all, Malquam to me, always had a little bit of, like, a he looked cynical ter- look. He looked terrible in his mug shot. I was, like, low-key embarrassed about He's, that. He's, like, a little bit cynical looking. Like, he just looks like... More Devante in a way, because I feel like Devante knowledge look very similar. I feel like they have like a very like defined brow. But Devante had like the dimples, the big Devante smile, was sweet and, and he silly. was really like upbeat and everything like yeah. that. I also want to mention um that Devante was literally so fucking smart. Like if he had applied himself for, in school and not fallen victim to his friends, he would like be he a fucking rocket scientist. Like well, he was literally so smart, and it's just so heartbreaking to see so somebody so smart be so influenced and then and be so dumb and do something so yeah. crazy that i was so out of character for him like with Quam, like i don't want to say that i could like i i don't know like he never gave me like yeah killer like going back into that like, question but he was a little like shysty like i knew he had robbed people like i knew that he would like i remember one christmas um he had got an xbox out of nowhere and I was like, what is this? Like, you don't have a job. Like, what the hell? I was working, but he he didn't have a job. And um, I was like, what is this? And he was like, oh, I stole it out of somebody's car. And I remember I blacked on him because, like, why would you steal an Xbox, a brand new Xbox out of somebody's car at Christmas time? That's insane. At Christmas time? You just stole that from a kid. So like, I think that that's but, like a And he had sign. no. Yeah, I guess it could the be lack a of warning empathy. sign. But yeah, he was just a very shysty dude. Like, I sometimes. think that some things like. When you're around it soup a lot, you can tend to like kind of pro- pro- like pass it off like it's no big deal. Like this, people do that. Like it's yeah. Well, it's and fucked, I was but- and I was mad, but like me being fourteen, fifteen, like and you were exposed I, to it already. You're like I this was, is normal. I was just like you know I'm not gonna break up with you, but I'm mad at you type thing. Exactly. Um, but it shows and I feel a lack like, of empathy, and especially because now that I'm older, like I know the difference between just having an attachment to somebody and actually being in love. Yeah. Like now that I'm actually like in love, like I know it wasn't love. It was just a deep attachment, a good friendship maybe, but it wasn't like a real relationship. I I feel like, but we were like dating. We were boyfriend and girlfriend. Everybody knew that, like whatever the case, but looking back, like it wasn't like real, especially because my dad didn't know about him until like senior year. Because I asked him to come to our ball pictures, which was two weeks before he got fucking arrested, was ball. And I took him to ball. And finally introduced your dad. And well, <laughs> no, my dad actually didn't end up coming because oh. he had a business dinner. So he didn't end up coming to my ball pictures. But I mean, now looking back, I'm kind of happy because. Thank God you didn't meet him. <laughs> yeah, because two weeks later, he was going to be in the news. Basically, after that happened, after like the murder and everything like that, um, he kind of disappeared for a couple months like two months or February, March, April. yeah like two months i didn't see him at all yeah like well he was in like alternative school and then he ended yeah. up dropping out before this even happened really so like i had to go through all this shit to get him to be able to come to ball too fucking asshole <laughs> and yeah uh-huh. so he he's kind of just stopped coming around me he was just weird for like two um, months and then randomly he had an iphone and i was like what the fuck like i just whenever he had something new i'd be like did you steal uh, it did you steal it or what what happened and he'd be like no like i had just got some money like whatever da 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 
And then like two months later, he had to pawn it because he couldn't pay for it. Like he bought it, but he couldn't like couldn't pay to keep it. it on. Yeah. So the other crazy thing. So it was like weird that he could just had got like a thousand dollars out of nowhere, though. Come to find out that was like apparently like an advance on his like fifteen thousand yeah. dollars or whatever, which obviously I didn't know. And then um, he also went and got a job at fucking McDonald's after he already killed this lady. Why didn't you try the hustle first? Like, yeah, that irritated me so bad. I'm like, why did you even? Why not point? get that first? Why did have made more so, money there? And I was so mad because I was so proud of him for finally getting a job. Like after two and a half years or almost three years of us dating, like you finally are getting a fucking job. And I was so excited. He was going to McDonald's and, you know, his like his workers really loved him. Like everybody liked him. And like I was just so proud of him in that moment. And he ended up getting arrested at that fucking McDonald's at work. I actually. So when I found out, I the way that a lot most people found out. So we found out on graduation day. Right. Like we were lined up. It was, I gotta hit my neck for this because this is really the part that really threw me for a loop. Like because this is the part people. that's so fucking traumatizing for for me personally. But you tell your story. I gotta hit this. <laughs> I'm stressed. When I found out, um, I hadn't talked to Malcolm in a and honestly, we weren't close in about a year and a half. Like I hadn't really spoken to him. Me and Tegan were kind of like not close at the time. We had gone right. through our own things separately, and we just kind of had been distant. And because of that, I obviously didn't speak to Malcolm. That'd be kind of weird if I was just like friends with Malcolm. And also, I had kind of distanced myself from Malcolm, and a little bit from you, just because I had noticed his lack of empathy a little bit before any of this. Yeah. I felt like he was always kind of, like you said, being shysty, stealing and stuff like that. And yeah. while that was normalized in where the place where we lived, it always felt like dirty to me. It's just, not dirty yeah. like um you're dirty, like but well, like dirty made you feel like you needed a fucking shower. But I remember uh, it was graduation day and we were doing our lineup to like kind of yeah. So basically, we were literally lined well, up to go say, get our diplomas. We weren't even. I I um, didn't find out. Well, yeah. my row didn't find out until we were literally about to go walk up. It wasn't for no, us. No, it was practice. for. Yeah, it was rehearsal. I don't remember being rehearsed. I remember it being it was graduation, or maybe I found out late. But I feel like what I remember maybe. is. Well, maybe it's all a blur because it was graduation. And for me. It, yeah, and it wasn't like happening to you. But, but I, I remember, I'll I'll say like what happened. I remember being. I had this guy that I, I've done a story time on him as well, but this guy, we'll name him Peter. <laughs> he was behind me in every single year because we were both MA last names. So, mm-hmm. and you know who I'm talking about, I'm assuming. So we were MA. So I was always behind him. We were in the same friend oh. group. So we were like <laughs> friends. It took me like 30 seconds. So out of nowhere, he's like, Emily, did you hear what happened? And I was like, no, what? Like, we're about to get grad. We're about to graduate. Like, right. whatever. I'm excited. Like, I'm in a good mood. And he's like, look. And then like, it felt like out of a movie. Like, it felt like everyone's yeah. phone dinged at the hold same on. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, hold on. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. Keep going. <laughs> well, I'm just so excited to interject because, like, this shit, like, when I say, like, how you just said it felt like a movie. It did. It felt like somebody else. Like, it didn't even feel like it was me. No. At all. Like, it literally the whole time, I was like, there's no fucking way. Well, it literally happened like it would in a movie. Like, everyone's a phone fu- went like, off. Literally. Like, okay, so. It I, went on Twitter. Yes. So basically what happened our senior class was like 350 kids so we needed quite a few buses to get us from our high school to the local college so we could do our rehearsal in the morning and then we were going to do our actual graduation in the afternoon obviously so let me start at the night before (laughs) the night before i get a call from i think his sister 
And she's like, Quam's been arrested. Quam and Devante, like all this crazy shit. Like, I, I couldn't even believe what I just heard. And um, they didn't know what was going on. Like they didn't know what he got arrested for. Like they didn't know anything. So um, it was like, it was like 10 at night almost. So I looked at my friend and I was like, you need to bring me to his house right now. Like I have to see his family and try to figure out what's going on because what do you mean he just got arrested at his job? Like you don't just get arrested at your job. Like that's crazy. So I knew it was something serious, but I didn't know what. So I went over there, big ass waste of time because nobody knew what was going on. So I ended up leaving after like an hour and going home. And I was just literally just remember sitting in my bed like, I can't believe this. Like, I literally cannot believe this right now. So um, in the morning early, like 6 a.m., he called me and I answered because it came up like blah, 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 county jail. Ah! So and I was like to answer this black call <laughs> yeah. from Guam. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I answer or whatever and I'm like, hi, like, and he's like, I am so fucking sorry. Like your graduation day. Like, I'm so sorry that I'm ruining it. Like all this shit. And I was like, he's so I like, asked him, sorry about that, dude. So I ask him, what are you in there for? And he goes, you know, and I was like, no, I don't. But then back to the red flags thing, like. That whole day, I was flipping through my Rolodex in my brain. Like, what did he mean by I know? And like... He said something that alluded to it. Yes. And then I realized how much he had been trying to tell me that I wasn't catching on to. You know what I mean? That I was just like, what? Because... One thing about him is he was a jokester. Like everybody, like if you if you ask somebody what do they think of him, the first thing that was going to come out of their mouth is like funny, like every single time. Like even and it was like too much was a joke almost. Yeah, so I was used to him, you know, kind of pushing the boundaries of jokes, um, and so whatever he had said, I know I didn't come like to any conclusion until i actually knew stuff later on then i was like oh he did that and then i was able to think whatever he was just like again so apologetic and i was just like dude like i can't do anything to help you i don't know what to do like i don't know what to do like i can't help like i was just in such a state of like i had no control over the situation and like i said my dad didn't really know about him like he knew about him but he had never met him before and like i wasn't comfortable going to my dad with like this information so i just decided like i'm gonna go to school how did he react once he found out what you'd been through hold on i will get to that (laughs) because that's another big part of this day okay (laughs) this day is like a lot so i end up going to school and they have all the seniors in the fucking cafeteria waiting to get lined up in their alphabet or whatever so this was before the Twitter, the tweet came out. OK, so I had a little time to buy myself to do a little bit of damage control before all this happened. I found every single one of my friends and told them what was happening, gave them a brief like, listen. And yet they still acted shocked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody acted like, oh, my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Is she OK? Right. Yeah. Everybody did that to me. But I had given all my friends a head up, heads up like, yo, Quan went to jail. Like, just so you know, like everybody's probably going to be talking about it and like on my dick about it. Um, cause in the phone call, he did end up telling me like what he did, like what he was in there for. It was murder and conspiracy charges, He's which like, is not what he ended up being charged with himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the which phone. is not what he ended up right being charged with. But that's what his charges originally were. That's what they brought him in for. That's what he did. Anyway, <laughs> it is what he did. But 
he got guess. away. Yeah. He, he pretty much got out of it pretty scot-free. Pretty scot-free almost. Yeah. So then we finally got on the buses, right? And we're in the all the way back and I'm in the inside seat because I am trying to isolate myself as much as freaking possible because <laughs> I am just like so ashamed and just so embarrassed like I was just so embarrassed because like not only was he my boyfriend we had been together for three and a half fucking years like I gave you my entire high school fucking like just for you to throw it away on my graduation day well before that but you know what I mean like it just felt so I felt so betrayed at the time like I was just like why why like why like this is supposed to be the best day of my life you bitch so we're on the bus and I'll say the name to you. Um, pulled up the tweet and I saw it over the seat. And I was like, let me see that. But I wasn't like trying to be like, oh, put it away. I just wanted to see because I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, just please let me see it. And he was like, no, what the fuck? Like he had like this little bitch ass attitude yeah, about like, whatever. it. I'll never so, forget that, though, because he was just so mean to me in that moment. that yeah. Like it's like when I really needed somebody to just be like, here, look, you know what I mean? So whatever, I ended up going on Twitter on my own phone and finding it and seeing all four of their mugshots up. That's like the first thing you see. And like, yeah, it was literally just their mugshot. Yeah. So I literally was just like sitting there like. I hadn't started crying yet because it just still didn't feel real. Yeah. But when it did start to (laughs) when it did start to feel real is when my dad called me. Yeah, he called me. And he was like, why am I at breakfast right now? And your so-called little boyfriend is on TV right now for conspiracy to murder. Like, da 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 And I was like, I, like, what do you know? I don't know. Like, what the fuck? Like, I remember, like, you know, like, I hope, I kind of hope he never watches this. But if he does, like, he's just going to have to come to terms with. He was really mean to me on that day. Like, my dad did not handle that at all the no. way he should have. Um, and when I got... Into the school finally, because he called me right when we got off the bus to go into the college. And I kind of cut the conversation short and I was like, Dad, I have to go in and like rehearse for graduation. Like on the literal most traumatic day of my life, I have to go in and just push through it or whatever. So I go in and the vice principal walked up to me and she was like, I just heard what happened. Like, I'm so sorry, like all this stuff. And that's when I started crying because like. An adult had not yet been kind to me. Or empathetic. Or I like it yet ab- about it. And it just made me cry. Like, and I just started crying. And I was just like, I was like, I don't want to miss the rehearsal because I'm coming back later to graduate. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that's going to stop me. I was like, so I have to see the rehearsal so I know what I'm supposed to do. So I'm, don't come. And I'm already, the already fucking, a fucking, I'm already yeah. a spectacle. I don't want to fuck up on stage. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I was going to graduate, like, period. I was going to do it because it's like, bitch, you're not going to take this day away from me. Mm-hmm. So... We ended up standing up in the, or my two best friends at the time, you know, I think you know who, like ran up to me crying after I had already told them what happened. Like they were not this emotional. They came up to me like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, bro, whatever. So me and Derek ended up going to like one of the top like rows of like the auditorium so I could watch everybody rehearse and everything like that. And, you know, I didn't really know a lot about the legal system. So like. For me, like, it almost, like, it wasn't real yet. It was almost like he could still get out almost. Like, I don't know. And it's not even that I really wanted him to, but, like, part of me kind of hoped he would because, like, he was my first love. Like, you know what I mean? And it's, like, unfortunately, I still felt that way even though he had done that. Mm -hmm. I was disgusted by him, but I don't know. It's, like, when you just think, like, you know somebody and, like, oh, my God. 
I don't know. Like, I just still kind of had hope. My sister but. came to pick me up and she told me, she was like, that's like capital murder. Like, yeah, he could get 25 to life. Like, you probably he are not. should have gotten 25 Right, he should have. But he, she was like, he, you're probably never going to see him again. Like, you kind of have to accept that right now. Like, right the second. And I remember Unless when she said that. <laughs> well, when she said that to me, I remember that's really when my heart, like, dropped through my ass. Like, and I... In that moment, it felt like he died. Yeah. Like, it felt like my boyfriend died. My Somebody I'd been with three and a half years, lost my virginity to, first kiss, everything, had literally just died on me. Like, just died. And for a few weeks after that, I continued to talk to him on the phone because I just couldn't feel like he died, too. You know? Like, yeah. I just couldn't feel like you did this awful thing and then you also are gone like I, I don't know it was just so like not something I could process like you being ripped away from me like right. that and um I remember my dad screaming at me till he's blue in the face like why would you still talk to him like basically that I was like in the wrong but I was kind of a victim a little bit I no, felt like, yeah. like looking back if my daughter had been going through that but my sister brought me home and then my dad wouldn't let anybody come to the house to come for me and he went back to work. So I had to sit in the house for five hours by myself until graduation and I got myself ready, put on my cap and gown, went and graduated. I think the biggest thing that was weird for, because I kind of knew your dad's fear of, of what you were doing in that dating situation. Yeah. And I knew that, uh, my first thought was, wow, he's going to think he was so right kind of thing. Like he. I know, and that irritated so right. me so bad because, like, if not for that, like, everything else, like, he was, He's a nice he was kid good to me. Like, until he wasn't. And I think that the biggest thing that is, like, the takeaway from it is, like, you really never know a person mm-hmm. or what they're capable of. And it also makes me think about, like, is someone redeemable or re- rehabilitatable in the situation where they've done something so morally off? And I feel like they were young. Obviously, um, their frontal lobe wasn't developed. No. <laughs> Do you feel like... In that situation, someone who's done something that's so not morally sound, do you feel that they're rehabilitatable or redeemable? Do you um, feel that if he were to get out, you could feel comfortable with him being on the streets? Um, I feel like he is not redeemable necessarily. I do feel like he probably wouldn't do it again. Like, no, I, I don't, don't think I don't think he'd do it again. I, I think he'd be more scared of the consequence than the moral yeah exactly he'd be more scared of going to jail than taking somebody's life away for sure yeah um for Quam, i can say for Devante, from what i heard from both of their mouths after speaking to them after the arrest and everything like that he didn't want to once he got there he didn't want to do it anymore and so i feel like in that sense he probably i would never worry about that like i, I feel wouldn't like think he would do him it coming back like honestly it actually really makes me sad that Devante got more time, life. more time than Quam. He got twenty five. I think life. that's what's so weird is that Devante got life, and but that's Quam because has the option of getting out. Ugh, look at Pepper. <laughs> oh, no. That's because I literally can't even look over there. That's because when they got arrested, Quam. Oh, boy, he was singing to the police like he said water. He literally was. <laughs> yeah, he literally was like putting on a performance. He literally stood up and put on the you can see it in the snap. Like they have the interview video where he's literally like, oh, yeah, acting and it out. I went like this and then she went like this and then whatever. All and, for a piece of pizza and, and a glass Devante, of water. And Devante. Well, 
no not even it's just so that he could get less time like it I wasn't heard, even for, i mean yes he did get that but he was gonna do that regardless well yeah for this for the time and i think that they definitely i heard they like coerced him with some water and some pizza well it's probably just for dna but also and like he's 17 like, and of then, course that's and then Devante, um he lured up right away so because that's that, what uh, it is because of that pepper just farted i think <laughs> because of that um Devonte ended up getting 25 to life and Quam actually only got 11 years for robbery for the credit cards wow so murder isn't even on his record like at all how the hell because he gave so much information he but was I sitting just there hate that that's he how the justice system away. works I hate that that's how the justice system works is okay I He's ratted like, but I was the one with the malintent and he was Devante. the one who actually murdered her and he got least time out of everybody. Yeah, and then here goes Devante, who you can even just by speaking to him, he's redeemable. He's he just didn't want to. He literally just did not want to stitch on Quam, and he thought Quam would do the same. But that's not what happened in a bit. Devante in the ass. If Devante had started talking first, Quam would have twenty four. I do want to put it out sure. there. Neither of them. I know there's going to be like, why are you empathizing with a murderer? With murder conspired murderers. Here's the thing. I think that the biggest thing is when you've known someone since you were children and you can kind of, you know someone at a different level when you've known them since they're kids. Their intent, the way they move, their mannerisms, you know them. When you know Devante, he had this genuine kindness about him that he made was it so loyal, much more shocking. But he was loyal to a fault. That's like what that, it was. His loyalty bit him in the Like ass. a fucking pit bull. Like yeah. straight up like would bite someone's face off at the yeah. sake of his own friends. Right. And shoot himself in the foot and, over it. And he is just as wrong because he could have saved the lady and he yeah, didn't. He like, he could have knocked Quam over the head and yeah. drug him out the house and been like, we're not doing this. You yeah. know what I mean? Something. But he didn't have a gun to his head. Like, he didn't. And but he kept it going. So, I don't know. I feel like it's all that. But I did end up going to graduate um, and we did end up. Like I said, still talking for a few weeks um, and he got out on bail and he was out for a few months and then he was finally um, locked up. So he won't be getting out until 2030, I think. I think 2028 or something yeah. like that. Not that I'm worried about it or anything like that. Well, that um, was my next question. I wanted to know, like, you have a child now and you're in a happy relationship. Like you're comfortable and you've grown through that. Do you fear the idea of him getting out? Does that put any as, type of fear in you as crazy as it sounds i think that he'd be happy for me i think he would too like i don't think that he would be like i'm gonna kill this bitch now because she's happy like i think he has let it go probably a long time ago um i remember him basically asking me if i was gonna wait for him and i was like no i'm 17 i'm not gonna wait 11 years for you to no, I'm, I'm 30 too, i'm too young um but i feel like I don't know. I mean, I'm glad we stopped talking. I'm like, I'm glad that we are like, obviously not together. Yeah. Um, But like, obviously, I, I do think about him sometimes. Like, I'm always I always kind of think to myself, like, I hope he's I hope he's OK in there. I know that's sad. Like, you know, I should everybody should be like, ah, oh, fuck him. Like, he killed, he killed a little on you. Hate he him. killed somebody, yeah. whatever. Da, 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 da. But when you just know, imagine if it was somebody that you knew, like, I don't know. I just feel like. It's very human. Human emotions are complicated. Like, you know, I, I really like I just obviously hope he's not being like tortured or anything yeah. in there. Like whatever the case may be. But he does. He definitely needed to learn that his actions have consequences, though. That was like a big thing because he was his, his mom's only son. Like 
he was living life with no consequence like I think none he was what, allowed to do anything he wanted at his house that's how he was able to cheat on me so much because yeah. girls were able to come in the house all the time like i think that's what's so weird about it is because like when you think cookie cutter your boyfriend murdered someone how should you feel people are gonna assume like you should hate him you should feel betrayed but i think the bigger thing is like it i think every circumstance is different like it's not like he was out murdering people out of pure enjoyment of the feeling of killing it yeah. was feeling something into a in his little fucked up brain told him this is the only way I'm going to be able to make money exist. And the crazy thing about that, which is, is still fucked. It he, is still fucked. <laughs> I remember one of the last phone calls we ever had, because this was like kind of my my breaking point for me is when he tried to blame it on me. Like he literally called me and was like, if you hadn't been telling me I was broke all the time and like making me feel like I'm, I'm a bum, like I would have never tried to do something for that much money. All I wanted you to do was get a fucking part time job. I didn't want you to go kill somebody like and he really tried to put that on me. And then he also going back to your question about if, you know, more specifically, I guess, Quam can be redeemed. One of the reasons I'm going to say no is because even after the arrest, after like he was like fully in jail, he was still trying to manipulate like me and obviously my family like into believing he was innocent like he literally tried to write my dad a letter he wrote it out to mr my last name and in the letter because thank god i decided to check the fucking mail that day by the way (laughs) like literally i had intercepted the mail like something just told me to check the mail that day so i did and i was able to get this letter before my dad did so he's never seen it um but he was like i um the only reason i did it is because they said if I didn't do it, they were going to kill my little sister and like all this stuff that I knew wasn't fucking true. And then on top of that, you don't yeah. even like your little sisters that much. So that would be <laughs> like, I don't know. It just was like that didn't ha- like, why are you still lying? Because like, he knows that they're checking the mail. So maybe if they think in his personal thoughts, he's admitting something to you. I think that in that 17 yeah, year old brain but for you to write it to my dad was just so disrespectful and odd and odd to me like to write it out to like mr like i don't know it was just so like and like he doesn't even know you icky like it was icky like when i read it i was like oh like this isn't even what happened like and like he didn't even know your father no literally they had never met before like it had been years of him actively avoiding my dad you yeah. know what i mean so it's like for you to try to win cool points with him like i just like really really irritated me honestly um my biggest thing watching the whole thing unfold was so when i was at graduation it it did feel like a movie going back to that and it felt like everyone found out in the same moment like you'd seen a movie where like phones ding 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 and then everyone's literally. like kind of staring at their phone and then looking around that's literally how it felt yeah. and i had someone behind me that i've been behind like me like Every year since we were in third grade, we were always next to each other because we had MA. And he said to me, check your phone. And I was like, what? And he obviously knew that me and Tegan had been friends prior because we had gone to his house to hang out with Mm. him before. And I mean, he was ultimately this guy was cared about me, cared about Tegan, cared about a lot of people. But he just happened to be a scum fucking fart. But he he did care about us. And he was just kind of like. Which check so your phone I think go on twitter i had the notification too and it was odd it was like 13 wham news like sent it out to like high schoolers it was I, like it literally felt like <laughs> how the fuck are is everybody following 13 wham news because they send out notific your local news station apparently st- like started sending out tweets to like every phone but i didn't even get it oh, i got well, it. i never had notifications on so that's right why i got it and i remember being like it said four arrested for a conspired murder of a 
a local mother. And I was like, Gypsy Rose? Like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Gypsy Rose Blanchard? And I'm like, what the fuck? So I open it, and it's literally just their mugshots. And they're the first two mugshots. It was like, Knowledge, Melquam, Devante, then the girl. And I was like, literally, I don't know how to explain it, but like every memory I've ever had of Melquam and Devante just kind of like flashed in my brain like, Going no, to like literally. go play basketball with them and like hanging out with them at their at their grandparents. Like just like going to hang out with them with you and like yeah. standing in the snow with Maquam and him have like like no jacket on because he was like poor and like yeah. just like all these like memories of like uh-huh. empathizing with them and caring about them. And then yeah. immediately I was like, oh my fucking God, is Tegan okay? And it literally yeah. felt like something out of a movie. I'm like in my brain like I hope Tegan is okay. Like holy shit, oh, yeah. she's here right now. Everyone we've ever gone to school with is here right now and their parents and everyone they care about is here and like past people that and I'm and future people that will graduate are there like and I was so grateful there was this kid who sat right next to me and I could tell like obviously you want to talk about it like obviously you want to talk everybody wanted to talk about it everybody wanted to know um thankfully everybody was really respectful of me on that day though um like nobody was coming up to me like oh my god like everybody let me have my graduation which was cool yeah um i mostly got like questions about it like at, like the next day but, like was, the next the day, next I'll be day it was it was free range <laughs> but um and i had a couple people call me and stuff like that and be like yo are you good like whatever just, like it was it was just so crazy like the way it really felt like a movie i think that's why it still doesn't feel like it even happened to me like with a lot of my like traumas i do this fun thing where i just remove myself completely and just act like i'm act like i'm watching it from a third person point of view kind of so that's literally how it feels like it literally feels like a movie i watched one time wow that's so crazy that that happened to that girl hope she's good (laughs) like literally so but after like once like everything really settled in um i didn't eat for like two months I went through a whole stage. I was just trying to find like anything, like anything to make me feel better. Like I was smoking so much. Like it was just like every freaking toxic thing that you could do to yourself. I was doing like because I just was so sad and I just felt so like I hadn't I didn't. Oh, my God. I didn't really know myself, especially because I was still a teenager. I didn't know myself as a teenager without him. So like I literally was like what like what do I even like like what do I do like you know what I mean and I think that I feel like now that I have a daughter I'm gonna tell her like do not get in a relationship in high school like not that serious because you lose yourself because that's that's the time where you're supposed to find yourself and if you're in a relationship a lot of the times it's just not gonna be the outcome (laughs) like how so you were with him when you were young and then after he did yeah. what he did i feel like you didn't take much time before you moved into the next thing like how do you think that that affected you and in your next relationship i am so mad at myself still to this day um because this happened july or june like 23rd of 2017 he got arrested graduation day all that um by valentine's day of 2018 i was in another relationship um I should have never did that to myself, but I just, I just wanted somebody to make me feel like loved again, I guess, because I wasn't really receiving a lot of that. Um, Malvalidation was like huge for me during Mm -hmm. that period of my life. Um, And also this boy hadn't gone to our school because I tried to talk to other boys that had went to our school like during that time because obviously they were the only ones I knew. And I remember I was talking to this one 
and literally Kwam got out on bail and he texted me like within an hour of it happening and was like, I don't want to talk anymore because like Kwam's out. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're a pussy anyway. Wow. So yeah. like people were like scared to talk like, to you. Yes. Literally scared to talk to me or, you know, just wanted to talk to me to like kind of get the tea or would try to talk to me by telling me all the shady shit that he had done to me behind my back, like in high school yeah. that they knew about and never told me about. It's and like, then, why would I trust you? And then you? that would immediately make me not talk to them anymore because it's like, if you didn't respect me enough to tell me when it happened, you don't respect me. You don't now. truly There's respect no me way. Yeah. Um, so then the other, this, the next boy that I started dating, he was super fucking, it was just, he was so manipulative. He was so abusive. And it was just so many things that I didn't even notice. Like, that I'm so mad at myself about. Like, I know I was only 18, but it's like, Tegan, what the fuck? Like, you're such an idiot. Like, why didn't you just give yourself the time to heal? Yeah. Like, why didn't you just, like, let yourself be alone? You Did know what know I mean? Did he know about what happened? Your next boyfriend? He didn't know. Like, no. I mean, yes. I think he had heard it, probably. But he didn't realize, like, my connection to it until, like, we were dating for a little while. And I... You told him? Yeah. And we talked about it or whatever. But, like... Because he asked me, like, have you ever been in a relationship kind of thing? Like, You're like, like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have. It didn't turn out that great. Um, But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I just did not give myself enough grace. Like, and I feel like I really should have. Like, I didn't eat for two months. Like I said, I went through a whole stage. I got in another relationship. Like, at this time, like, my dad had just moved across the country. I was living in somebody's basement. Like, it was just so fucking much. Like, all at once. All at once. And, like. I'll just never forget the feeling of just feeling so isolated. Like I would be surrounding myself with people and still feeling so isolated because I'm like, you guys don't even know what it feels like for your boyfriend to basically die. Like, and it's I'm like an elephant in, in the room. I it's think it's like right, and it's like you know that meme that's like it's like everybody at the party and the guy standing in the corner and he's like they don't I even know die. that I'm depressed right now. <laughs> yeah. Like basically, that's literally how I used to feel. Like I used to be like, damn, like you don't even know I'm trying to heal my trauma right now, but like. <laughs> doing a very bad job of it um i feel like the thing that i noticed was like before it happened people obviously had no problem talking to you and being like normal with you and i think i felt this even a little bit when i first started hanging out with you again it was almost like an elephant in the room of like do i bring it up and just see if she's good or will that bother her more if i even bring it up because it's like i don't want to trigger something for her that is obviously traumatizing for me it was like there's no doubt in my mind i know tegan i know how she copes there's no doubt in my mind that this is fucking with her but if i bring it up is she going to be open enough to say yes it's fucking with me or is she going to be frustrated that it's even brought up at all and i feel like um i feel like people may have felt that way as i well. feel like by the time that you and i started seeing each other again i probably would have been fine with you bringing it up but like it wasn't something i felt like you had to bring up no if that makes sense yeah like it's not like oh she didn't even ask me about it you know what yeah. i mean I, I don't care about that um now though when people bring it up it only bothers me if they say something like obvious if that makes sense like i don't know like they'll be like oh i can't believe he did that like that was so fucked up like Like, why did why did you bring it up just to say that you know what i mean guilty bro (laughs) like (laughs) he's in jail (laughs) like um okay but i just i don't know like now it's like this like i i feel like you guys have seen in even the first four episodes that I'm usually not so like, dip, 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 like um, glitching, oh glitching every two seconds. <laughs> but it's dramatic. It's just like I didn't kind of realize how like much it still affects me to this day. Kind of. I don't know. I just feel like I feel like I'm always prepared for the absolute fucking worst thing ever possible to happen to me. And I feel like 
it has caused me to have a lot of anxiety in my new relationship, but not in like a, like a trust way, but like a, if he leaves the house, is he going to like die way? Right. Like I get like, like when he goes to work in the morning, like I'm like worried about it until he gets there and texts me that he's And okay. I think it's, you probably coped with it the same way you would have coped with a death. Like and so you have almost abandonment problems probably because of it. Oh yeah, badly. Like, and it's just like. I don't know. And it's just so weird, like knowing firsthand how much you can know somebody and not know them at the same time at all. Like, obviously, everybody has their own brain and thoughts that they don't share with other people, which is obvious now. But like at 14, 15, when we first started being together, I felt like we were going to like we were Be sharing everything. Forever. Like we were sharing everything, bitch. We basically got the same brain. But it's like that's just not the case. Like, it's just crazy how you can really not know somebody that you've given so much to besides that besides knowing now that you don't ever really know someone what do you think like what are three things you think that it taught you as a person and what to look out for in relationships um I think as a person it really taught me I mean it didn't really teach me anything uplifting (laughs) not everything has some great like silver lining behind it no it really taught me maybe it taught you that (laughs) basically and it taught me that Things don't, things that are out of your control are just out of your control. Yeah. Like there's no getting it back into your control sometimes. You know what I mean? And you have to be able to kind of just deal with that. Um, I think that's a lesson everyone needs to learn. Also, to be kinder to myself when I'm trying to heal from something. um, I was able, like after I really went through like the stages of like smoking a lot, drinking a lot, like hoeing around, around, doing all that (laughs) stuff. I was able to think like that's not making it was I'm glad I went through it young so that it, I'm not like 25 drinking every day wondering why it's not helping why it's happening you know what I mean and it's like or smoking every day wondering why is this not helping me I know why it doesn't help because it doesn't fucking work <laughs> like, right. because you're still in your reality whether no matter how much you try to remove yourself from it um so I feel like I don't know, but I I feel like there's also a lot of like trauma responses I have now that I didn't have before. Like, but I almost feel like even with what you just said, you're not giving yourself enough grace because the things you've said already are like things that you've learned that are really important to learn. And yeah, like you, you can even look at it now and say like, I should have been kinder to myself. And like, people don't learn that their whole lives people die not being right and obviously i didn't like just that day like that no start being kind to myself like (laughs) i still am not the kindest to myself i'm way more kind to myself um and i i don't know i just i feel like at the end of the day like as sad as it is you yourself is all you have and like I know that's obvious and I'm making it sound like so profound right now, but to learn that at such a ripe little age, like, damn, it's important. Nobody was fucking there for me. Like, holy shit, bro. But like, I think if like, even Devante my dad, knew that, it, like, even right, if Devante it, had known that, maybe he wouldn't have done that. Like, that's right. a lesson that is more profound than it comes across. Right. Like, you really only have yourself. Like, you're you're it like bro if everybody around you dies you're it like you're it <laughs> I, think Tag, what, bitch. I think like, like the I underlying know, theme is like everyone cared about everyone to their own fault like and it ended yeah. up being the demise of it all like right i overlooked things that i shouldn't have you know i i wish that i could i mean i wouldn't have saved anybody but you, you know like i saved yourself potentially if you had like right. addressed it sooner oh yeah but i think that you had to go through that 
Like I and as I know, sucky and it's so, as that sounds. It's so unfortunate how every trauma I've been through, I've been like, yeah, I kind of needed that. I had to go through that. Yeah, like not I needed it, but right, I had to go through it. Like it it did lead me to something else. Um it kind of led me to another negative, but like yeah. that but that negative led me to a positive. Like that led me to my boyfriend now, led me to my baby, like everything. Led me to this. So it I'm thankful for it all, more, but I'm like I grew up yeah. like because I, I, I had to grow up fast already as a kid. You know what I mean? But that really made me be like, holy shit, like real shit happens, bro. Like, yeah. you know, what I mean? Literally. Like, like it could happen to anybody. Like it's the same when you watch like a murder documentary and they're like, nobody locked their doors because that doesn't happen around here. It's like, right. This happens, literally this happens to other people. I feel like that's another reason I separate myself. Like this is something that happens to other people. Like it's it, what the fuck? Yeah. Like it's still even now, like feels like a movie feels like, like it wasn't you. i can see it in my brain but it's just like so weird like i don't know so i think the weirdest part was there was <laughs> when i found out about what happened my first thought was wondering if you were okay because i don't empathize with him because he did what he did yeah. i don't really empathize with Devontae in a lot in a lot of ways because like you could have stopped what you did mm-hmm. and you could have not done that but my first instinct was to empathize with you because it's like Tegan didn't fucking know and all she did was care about these people and yeah. she, if she needed money she would have been like here's fucking 20 bucks don't go kill someone for it like what the fuck oh my god and that I was, was my already first thought. I was already buying all our weed I was putting gas in his mom's van I was I was making sure like because I had a job since I was 14 like, and you guys were kids like you didn't even need money for much like you were like yeah, children that's what I'm saying I'm like dang can we just go get some Dairy Queen every once in a while like <laughs> holy fuck I just want a pizza like, even if like he, he just stole her credit cards just steal a credit. I mean, that's still fucked. But it's, just do that and just leave the house and be like, like sorry, not doing that anymore. Peace out. I just, it made no sense to me. Like, literally. At I all. think my biggest thing with it was I'd never, I'm the type of person where when someone is mourning or something happens, I deflect it and I don't want to feel like it's about me at all. Like, I yeah. never, I don't want to feel <laughs> like this death is something I get to mourn. I have no right to feel sad. Macomb was my friend growing up, but we hadn't talked. So that wasn't my, like, yeah this my friend killed them why would i be sad about that i was sad about my friend whose boyfriend killed someone (gasps) so yeah i never really feel like i'm allowed to mourn something Mm. i mean i guess in theory like everyone was affected we all knew him like it's probably something weird for everyone to go through you grew up with this kid to find out he's a murderer and you cared about him you let him in your home that's odd Mm -hmm. for me it was almost like i saw him going down a path that was bad I mm-hmm. saw the potential in what he could do mm-hmm. because I felt that he lacked empathy in a million different ways. Mm-hmm. There was always suspicion that he was a cheater. There was always suspicion that he was a fucking thief. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being like, as terrible as this is, I'm not as shocked as I am about Devante. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, me either. But I was like, where's Tegan? Is she okay? But I also was like, I can't go bombard her because I know that a million people are probably going to go bombard her. Mm-hmm. So, and I remember hearing like, Emily was acting like it was about her. Like, Emily, like, was so sad. In what fucking world? Because my coping mechanism is to pretend like I have no right to be sad. And right. I do that with every loss I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And, like, any situation that I've ever been in. Well, was, and to be frank, I knew him since I was 12. Right. <laughs> like, and it was funny because when I was told about the situation, the person was basically like, yeah, all Emily wanted to say was that her mom is going to be so upset and da 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 But, like... I was obviously trying to get a reaction out of me about my that. mom like loved him. And <laughs> I literally looked at that person. I was like, yeah, because 
her mom literally like took him in when he was younger. Like, of course, she's going to be upset. That's valid for her to say. I literally, you know, she wanted me to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe she'd make it about her. I didn't think her fucking so. mother was be, like, I didn't think so. I felt bad for everybody in the situation. Like, I well, felt also, bad for Jarrett. I felt bad for his mom. I like, felt really I felt bad, bad for, for Jarrett as well. Like, I, I was really worried about Jarrett and his mom. I was really worried about you. And the main thing was like Jarrett's mom. We've talked about Jarrett a lot. His mom was my mom's best friend for a long time. And Mm -hmm. his mom let Malquam live with them, basically. I mean, not even basically, like genuinely. No, literally. And And we were neighbors. So like when the boys didn't have someone at home or like Jessica wasn't making dinner that night, my mom was making dinner. We were all eating together. We, I mean, we grew up fucking poor. And like it takes a community to raise kids. And we were the community. And it's different. I guess maybe if you grew up in a town where everyone's fucking got money. But if you're poor, you get to know these kids. You know them on a different level you're feeding them you're letting them sleep in your house you're letting them come yeah. over when they need somewhere and someone to vent to like yeah and i think more so than me my mom was like oh my god like oh yeah that was like our community son mm-hmm. like that would be the same way you'd feel if Jarrett had done it because it's like oh yeah that's our community kid yeah and so it was weird for the parents because they didn't really see him going down that path they got the best of him always oh yeah and really, so did I. Like, I know his friends probably knew how shisty he really was, which is crazy. How could you be loyal to somebody who's so shisty? <laughs> but I don't know. I just personally, I feel like, I feel like if he, he could take it back, he probably would. I think he would too. But at the same time, but would he do it because he wouldn't have ever done it, or would he do it because he hates the repercussions of what he did? Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think he really just hates that he went to jail for it. Yeah, like, <laughs> like but I really. think Devonte hates that he did it, and I well, think that he's I faced think that. The other thing too, um, Devonte had a daughter on the way, like literally, like as it happened, as when it happened, and like she was still on the way when he got locked up. So like he wasn't even there for his daughter to be born, anything. And I remember Quam telling like the police and shit like that, like whoever he was talking to, that Devonte deserved more time because Devonte didn't have a family. Devonte was adopted. That's and so that, fucked. And that Quam had a family, so he felt like he shouldn't have to go to jail for as long. But the thing is, he has a child that's never going to get to meet him. Yeah, well, I get to meet him, but never get to know him. Yeah, but he, like, but that really goes to show, like, where the empathy was at was nowhere. Lacking. Because how could you ever feel like, even your sister is more important than somebody's daughter? No. I don't think so. And, like, his <laughs> sister was shysty, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So And I, and I just feel like she got... Um, fired from a Duncan for picking her nose. I, I feel like it is sad to watch them have gone down that path. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's not like I, I wanted to interview you or like have you talk about this to be like, this is the worst thing to ever happen. My boyfriend was a murderer and he was a murderer and here's about the murder. I think my biggest concern and the biggest thing I wanted to tap into is like the aftermath, the effects of what it's like and like how confusing the human brain is to to still love someone after they've done something like that because I think you yeah. see in movies a cut and dry I don't love him anymore he's not who I knew he was that's not how the fuck it works no and obviously I had like the clarity at least at that age to not be dating him yeah I did still speak to him but like I made it very clear like we are not together at right. this point like when was the last time you spoke to him like when he was on bail did you see him um almost almost um I actually did see him one time well I saw him one time on purpose and one time on accident. Um, I saw him at Jared's house one time on purpose because um, we just had to have like one last conversation. But that, didn't, but that didn't turn out into anything like it wasn't like 
it we did anything or anything. Like it literally, we were sitting in the garage, and I literally asked him like, "What the fuck? Like, wrong why?" You? And like, and like, I asked him why he cheated on me, like all types of stuff. Like I, I asked him a lot of questions. I didn't get too much. Like I didn't want to like you know no i didn't want to know too much that that's a thing too but, is juggling how much do i even want to know right i didn't want to know too much i just wanted to know like kind of where his head was at um and even in that moment he didn't really seem sorry so um but and like when it came to like me asking if he cheated on me he kind of was just like well we never saw we didn't really see each other that much so like it's like what world were you living and it's in it's like and it's also like dang like i get your teenage boy but like I don't know. Just because we don't see each other doesn't mean you have to fuck everybody. Like, I don't know. No. It's just kind of crazy. But to my me. thing and with like, that is like, that's a lack of empathy. And I and I know that that doesn't seem like a red flag. Cheating is a huge red flag for lack of empathy. Yeah, though. it is. Because STDs. you were the person I lost my virginity to. We never used condoms because yeah. I was young and dumb. But um, we never used condoms. Like, I was trusting that you weren't. Res- you were respecting You know what health. I mean? You yeah. were respecting my health and my body. Like, and you were not. And that just... So Tegan actually has some pieces of some letters sent to her from the prison itself. These, I feel like this is almost like evidence. <laughs> from, I don't know how to from explain behind like, bars. It almost feels like like I have like a inside scoop right now. You do. You're kind of getting so, the exclusive, like the more exclusive. than a lot of people have gotten. So, so she's gonna actually read some of those letters off right now. Yeah, which I've never I've never heard these or read them or anything, yeah. which is kind of insane. Um, this is actually from Devante. Um, it's like four pages long, so I don't know if you guys want me to read the whole Maybe thing. Maybe read like a, just a little the preface, the beginning prologue. All right, so he wrote on the top his girlfriend's name, his girlfriend, his baby mom. Please make sure she reads this. However, you do it. Please write this as a message and send it to her. Everything, commas, exclamation points on Facebook, um, like all this stuff. Like I'll protect you, whatever. Then, cause. All of a sudden, he was Muslim when he went to jail. What? Him and, him and Quan both, like, re- converted. Like, it was you so weird. You never... That is an important piece of information you never told me. <laughs> Says T. What can I say? I miss you a lot, sis. A lot. Yes, I neglected to tell you about Malquam's extra, relation to, uh, extra relational excursions for the same reason I would have punched somebody in the face for talking shit about him. I thought we were brothers. Thought. I thought he was my brody, my homie, my scone. <laughs> I'm literally reading this on like he's a this is writer like handwritten like. it's crazy because I remember him literally writing essays in school like would get a hundred on every essay he said he's just so fucking smart imagine my surprise when I saw those words on that paper um I wasted $30 on the phone crying um to his baby mom um to say that I was hurt is a massive understatement my loyalty ran so deep for him I would have died for him you know that as well I do. And what does he do? He vigorously and unashamedly points his finger at me when all he had to do was ask for a lawyer. So that's what he's talking about. So he goes into like being pissed that Quam testified against him, like or that he's gonna um, testify against him. This is juicy. Quam writes Devante a letter in while they're in jail, a little kite. Um, saying that he thinks his mother would respect me way more if I took the charges by myself, and also saying that he has a family and he just wants to see them. So now after telling the investigators it was all me, he says that just because I don't have a family, I should be incarcerated for the rest of my life and he shouldn't. Which is exactly that corroborates what I, I said earlier. Chills down my body. He yeah. says that if I never made him do it, he would have never got involved. And he said um he didn't give a fuck about me, not a single fuck. 
Um, I spent so much time and energy being his ride or die and he was trying to pitch, pin me on a murder one just because I don't have a mom or dad. I shouldn't be able to hug my baby outside the walls until she's 35. And he actually wrote he or she because he didn't know the gender. That's how early he was locked up. Like he didn't even know the gender. Yeah. Telling other inmates, don't tell him, bro. I'm about to see if I can get five to seven if I testify. Fuck all that. My right hand man, we was Clyde and Clyde. I was so hurt. See. And then he said he had the audacity after he saw me crying on the phone. Tell me to keep my head up. Like, walk by Devontae and was like, keep your head up. Knowing he was going to go testify and get less time than Devontae. Like, this shit, this shit is shite. Yeah, I should have read this at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Uh, is- I'm not just talking shit. I want you to take a look at yourself and what you want in life because I love you. This He's been cheating on you since <laughs> ninth grade. She, he's literally like... Snicky. Tell all. He's like, oh, you want to snitch on me? I'm telling your bitch everything. He's like, which like, Sammy, I hand- caught Ron in the living room with the girl. Hand- <laughs> and it's handwritten four pages. This is the last page. Um, my girl deserves infinitely better than me. Um, and then he said, but Tegan Rose, last name, please think. You're lucky you didn't get an STD in all reality. These are all things I wanted to tell you for a while. It's just a good opportunity. Um, you can get anybody you want, period. Let's be honest, sister. Um, dudes from his potter telling me he don't brush his teeth, which he didn't ever. He said, go to college, get some dick, fall in love, live a normal life. I'm sorry you and blank got dragged into the dragged into this. I'm so sorry from the bottom of my heart. Write me, please. Um, visits are welcome. Also read this and reread it again. I, I meant everything I said. There's not one lie here. I love you, sis. Keep your head up. Salam, Devante. So that was kind of a lot. I haven't read that in a really long time. When's the last time really you wrote Devante? I've never wrote Devante. I haven't wrote him or Quam, but I have like reached out to his baby mom and asked him how he was doing and stuff like that. I asked, did he know that I had a baby? And she said, yeah, she told him that he's really happy for me. But I don't know. It just feels like I don't really want to reach out to him because it's just like I don't really even know what I would say at this point. Like I'm I'm older now. Like I want to make it very clear that we're not making excuses. No, no, like there's not an excuse in the fucking world that can justify what they did and why they did it. Doesn't make sense. Stupid. Um, but I do know that they both had really rough fucking lives beforehand. I feel like this is what you always hear about killers. They have really rough lives. So be nice to your children. <laughs> like, no, I literally agree. be nice to your children. Take care of your kids. Um, because put I them mean, in therapy if they're giving warning signs. Well, right. And I just feel like, you know, even with Quam, like his mom was always working three jobs. She had five kids. So like she, he wasn't getting any fucking attention like she wasn't a very you know i'm not gonna be too disrespectful but like it's not like their house their house was always dirty like you know what i mean like she wasn't very warm she let him do whatever the fuck he wanted yeah like there was no love in that home like at all um which i feel like part of the not having empathy thing um because nobody really did in that house um and Devontae just went through a lot like just he was in the foster care system and then they were with that couple him and Derek were in that couple or with that couple and that couple threw them out so that's why Devante started living with Quam, which led to all this stuff like it's just like it's just so sad like he basically just never got like adopted and that's why yeah but I feel but, like just as like some closing comments again no excuses like we're not making any excuses none. um no this is just like my perspective of what happened yeah. and everything that I felt and went through. Um, grief is really weird because it was definitely grief that I went through. Mourning. Um, yeah, I definitely mourned a big part of myself. I mourned him. Like I mourned everything. And I I don't know. It's still weird even to this day knowing that like he's out there, but he's in jail. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. he's literally living his existence in jail right now. It's just weird to think about. Um, 
but all in all, like no disrespect to the family. Um, I'm going to say her name again. Rest in peace, Julie Martin, um, the victim of this crime. And I'm sorry. I'm so sorry this happened to you. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry that it was your own fucking kid that really like. And to anyone put that cares about her, anyone out there that worked with her, that lived with her, or, like knew her, because I'm sure people are going to pass this around. This is oh, something yeah, that's very sure. close to home and people are going to be like, these girls are talking about it. What do they have to say? Mm-hmm. The respect and like compassion we feel for the people that were affected by this is insane because we were also some of the people that were affected by it. Yeah, for and it sure. was and we were on the other end. We didn't lose someone, but in a way we did. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we lost our perspective of who we thought these people were that we cared about mm-hmm. and that's hard that yeah. is hard something and and tegan more than anyone else who loved the person that was primarily responsible yeah and i think that that is something that people haven't taken to an account and that's why i really wanted to bring you on here and talk to you just about that like yeah we can have guests but i feel like we're the most interesting people in the world and also yeah it is literally something that i don't feel people pay enough attention to with you it's and like, I feel like you were a part of his life like, yeah happy. and it's also one of those things where you can't really tell me how to feel because you don't know what it, exactly you don't know what it feels like it's exactly. like one of those things where like you know when you hear a 911 call and somebody's like oh they're too calm but like you would never know how you're you gonna act in that situation that you've never been in so as much as you guys may understand my feelings or not understand them that's just what i went through that's how i felt so kind of regardless of what you think I don't give that's a fuck. what <laughs> pretty much <laughs> like i mean kind of if you if you have anything to say that like goes against what I felt, just keep it to yourself because you the don't feelings, know how you'd feel. And the feelings were already felt. Like I like you yeah. know what I mean? Like I what can't do you want, change it. What do you want me to do now? Like I'm already here. So um yeah, just guys, please be fucking kind. Um, but yeah, that I think I think that really just about does it. I think I've, we've yeah. talked about it a lot and I'm proud of you for getting through that. I'm proud of you for yeah. growing because of it and like becoming the person you are today. Like I know you said that you feel like you didn't not everything needs to happen for a reason and not that's true not everything has some crazy silver lining but like you literally wouldn't be the person you are today if it hadn't happened and i'm proud of you unfortunately i would not be um Uh, if you guys wanted a sillier episode last week's episode is silly this week is a little bit more trauma yeah but i'm glad we got next week we'll be silly again and then maybe we'll be traumatizing the next week and we'll talk about some of my traumatizing yeah i was thinking maybe like every few episodes we'll do a story time kind of like this a little bit um maybe not as heavy every time jesus christ but um (laughs) Um, me and her have been through a lot of stuff so but yeah we love you guys follow us everywhere (laughs) peanut gallery podcast on everything um i'm imaz on everything imaz makeup by imaz and she's tegan rosi on everything we're exhausted now i think so i'm like stuttering i'm gonna go home and color some eggs happy easter every fucking month (laughs) happy fucking easter bitches (laughs) i am gonna go color eggs when i get home though good (laughs) (laughs) see ya we love you bye